You're listening to Power Producers Shop Talk, where we are refining and redefining the sales game by equipping you with the tools you need to differentiate yourself in the marketplace. Well, it's like when we audit the mod with Mod Advisor and are able to give them the action items that they're going to use to lower their total cost of risk. Tactical skills that will help you provide deliverable value to your clients and prospects. It's going to be a great year in 2022 at Florida Risk Partners now that IPFS is in the game with their total pay strategy, we can write excess and surplus lines and completely remove the agency bill from our agency. People, if you're not using total pay by IPFS, you're definitely leaving money on the table. And action items that you can provide to take your prospects and clients to the next level. Having partners like Mineral only bolsters the fact that your clients do not care about the insurance. It's all of the value that you're able to add. And with partners like Mineral, who can help with both HR and environmental health and safety, we can't help but win. This is Power Producers Shop Talk. Production redefined. Are you ready to feel the power? Up, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Power Producer Shop Talk, where we are refining and redefining the sales game. And today, oh, this is going to be one that has been near and dear to my heart for a long time, client experience. And if you don't think that applies to you as a producer, you are kidding yourself because you are the first line of defense when it comes to retention of your book of business. And you have to be out there. You have to be out there in front of people, especially in the hard market. But you know who else you have to be around? You have to be around your service staff for crying out loud. How do they know what your expectations are for servicing an account? If you have not made those expectations known and very, very clear to those people that are going to be interfacing with your clients every single day. And I'm going to base my conversation today off my experience here in Chicago, Illinois. I am leaving. I'm actually sitting in the Delta Sky Club at 5.30 in the morning on Sunday morning, heading back to Tampa after Innovation 23. Now, Innovation 23 in and of itself was a great event for networking and getting to see those people that you don't get to see on a regular basis. It was also good because we got to see our vendor partners that we use that help make our agencies run better. So shout out to my friends at at Hawksoft. I got to see Paul Hawkins and a couple of the people there that I'm friendly with. Chris Langell from Advisor Evolved and Local Traffic Marketing. Leary and Scott from Leo who help us with our prospecting and give us great tools for our dialers to make their own call lists on a daily basis, which makes it hands-free for me, which I'm always going to be a fan of anything that does that. And I'm trying to think of who else. So many people. It's just, oh, Danielle Willits from Little Dog Social Media. Holy cow. I don't know how I forgot about her. She's been on Team FRP for going on five years now. And she handles all of our uh, brand awareness posting and things for the Florida Risk Partners channels of social, uh, as well as, you know, some 
general graphics work as we need that done. So it was great to see everybody there. And that's really one of the reasons why I like to go. I know that's probably weird to a lot of people who think that these vendors that we work with owe us something, but at the end of the day, that's not the case. So here's my dilemma. I did a commercial insurance boot camp for IAOA two days before the conference. And as a result of me doing that, I was given a thank you gift by Dave and Terry, who run IAOA. That was a nice and very thoughtful gift, nice bottle of wine, but had my name etched across the front of it, as well as the IAOA logo. It was a very, very, very nice gift. My issue is I don't check baggage when I travel. I only carry on. And so I had this big box of wine and no way to get it home. And so I thought to myself, how would I handle this? So originally, I thought, well, maybe I'll just leave it in the room. And then when I get to the airport, call back to the hotel or use the chat feature and let them know I had left it in the room. Please go ahead and send it to me and build a card on file, which, you know, let's just face it. We travel a lot. We run into things. And it is not uncommon for something to get left in a hotel room. So this is not my first rodeo with the old lost and found link after I leave. And that would have been the path of least resistance, honestly, for me. But I thought, you know what? I won't worry about it. I'm going to go down and I'm going to talk to whoever the person is at the front desk, explain what we're dealing with, and ask them to go ahead and ship this for me, use the card on file, blah, 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 blah. So in the meantime, what I haven't talked about is that when we woke up this morning, had about 15 text messages from Delta letting me know all of the different things that have happened with my flight out of O'Hare this morning. Basically, I was going to get home much, much later, and that's not the surprise that I wanted to wake up to. And so, but they were very good about communicating. I got a ton of text messages. I got you know information in my mobile app, and I was able to rebook. Instead of me going through Atlanta to get home, I am now going through Detroit to get home, but I actually get to Atlanta plus or minus 10 minutes from where I normally would have. And so it's uh, not no skin off my back at that point. It's not a big deal, right? Very simple to be done. They communicated. They have a good mobile app. I was able to rebook for both Andrea and I, not an issue. So in my mind, things happen would be irritated about the delay of my flight, but I would rather get home than not. So if it's maintenance issues or whatever else, I learned a long time ago that I'm just going to be patient, not worry about that stuff. So no, no big deal there. And I got to thinking to myself, okay, you know, that's actually pretty decent as far as taking care of somebody. You know, it's not optimal to get canceled, but how they handled it, I'm okay with that. So I go down to the lobby and... I'm dealing with the driver. We hired a black car to come and get us because it's the Chicago Marathon. And I needed somebody that I could pick the driver that knows the streets, can get me where I need to go. And we had used an Uber uh, black to, to cart us around while we were there with our friends. And I got to talking to one of the guys and he seemed relatively sharp. And he actually sold me. I'm going direct with the limous his limousine company so that we could uh, make sure that he took the right back roads and all of the things to make sure we got to O'Hare on time because obviously massive airport. I don't want issues with security. I don't want issues with traffic. 
And we got the Chicago Marathon in town this weekend that's going to be starting around the time I'm trying to get to the airport. So road closures and everything else. I, Johnny Risk Manager made sure he did what he did, and he got this scheduled with a guy who knew where he was going. So no issues at all, man. We got to O'Hare in like 20 minutes this morning. It was insane. And so I'm out loading the car, and I'd asked Andrea to go in and talk to the guy at the front desk for me and ask him if he would please ship the bottle of wine. And so I get everything loaded, and Annie's still not out. And I walk in. She said, he's not going to ship it. I said, what? She said, he's not going to ship it. And I said, that's ridiculous. And so I said, go ahead out and get in the car. I'll deal with this moving forward. So I asked the guy, he goes, I have no way to ship this for you. I said, you do, sir. He goes, no, I don't. And I said, yes, do, because if I would have simply left this into my room, got to the airport, called you back and said, hey, I screwed up. I left something in the room. Can you please send me the link for your lost and found service? I need to get it shipped to my home. It would have been that simple. I'd have gotten the link. I'd have gone in. I'd have put my payment information in, and the bottle of wine would have been delivered with no issues. But because we chose to go to the front desk and be proactive so that we could actually talk to somebody to make sure this happened, we were basically told, you're screwed. There's nothing you can do about it. Well, listen. I don't like no. I don't like being told no. I don't like being told no when the problem is very easily solved. And I especially don't like no when I'm ambassador status with Marriott with 130 booked stays with them this year. And they're going to tell me they can't accommodate me. And I know that some of you are probably chuckling, thinking I'm high maintenance, but I'm not. I really never ask for anything out of the ordinary. And for the other subset of you who thinks I'm a horrible father and an absentee husband, a lot of those book nights were family trips. So let me be very, very clear. These aren't all business related, but I only stay at Marriott properties and I only use my Marriott Amex for the various things I need to buy for my business, with the exception of Delta. And I fly Delta and I use their Amex to book my points due to the advantages there. But I'm ambassador with Marriott. You don't get a higher status than that. And I'm not saying that to brag. I'm telling you how ridiculous it is that somebody at the front desk at the Marriott Marquis in downtown Chicago doesn't have the ability to solve a problem. And therein lies the issue. Because in my mind, yeah, I'm irritated that the guy that works the midnight shift at the front desk of the hotel can't handle taking care of a basic service request. But as I thought about it on the way to the airport, this isn't, this isn't a problem with the service guy. This is a problem with the leadership because something has happened. There's a disconnect. He wasn't told the expectation. He wasn't trained on how to overcome an issue and then deliver a great client experience. I was already frustrated. I had this thing I couldn't get home. And it was compounded by the fact that this guy wasn't willing to take care of the situation. So I told him, I said, that's fine. I said, it's not a big deal. I'll just go ahead and email the CEO of Marriott, and let him know my experience at this particular location and how there's a complete disconnect from literally every other property that I stay on. And I was also immediately reminded why I choose the Ritz-Carlton to stay when I take my family because we don't deal with stuff like that. 
we don't have to deal with all of the nonsense of people not being empowered to make the right decision for the guest. And specifically, huge fan of the Ritz-Carlton in Naples. If you're ever in Naples, Florida, whether it be the Tiburon or the Beach Resort, I cannot give those locations a better plug. My, one of my friends from childhood actually is in leadership there, and he got it. He gets it right. He knows what he's doing. So I have no problem going down there and staying. And it's not even just because he's my friend. It's because he is excellent with his job, as is the entire staff. But you would never expect to see such a disconnect in a hotel brand between a Ritz-Carlton and a Marriott Marquis, which, quite frankly, was probably viewed similarly as the Ritz-Carlton when it was originally built because Ritz-Carlton might not even have been a brand yet when Marriott Marquis was in its heyday. And so the guy went and told me he was going to get me the get me the business card of the general manager of the hotel. And I said, I'm not going to waste my time dealing with that person. By the time I have to sit down and type a letter over email to send to someone, it's never going to be the next person up the rung. I go for the nuclear option because I don't have time to deal with anything. But and guess what happened? Miraculously, he was able to figure out how to send it to my house. And I just sat there and looked at him and I said, why did you do, why, like, why? <laughs> why did we just have this back and forth for 10 minutes when you ultimately were able to do it? I just don't understand. And he had no answer for me. And I said, you know what? Don't worry about it. I'm going to get my answer from the people who are responsible for making sure you don't do things like this. And I said, I'm sure this is not your fault. I'm sure that somebody has told you you can't do things like this or more importantly, for this message, they never told you you can. And that is what we need to focus on. In our agencies, in our books of business, every single day, we are given opportunities to do something, to leave our client with an excellent, excellent taste in their mouth because we gave them a client experience. And it doesn't have to be when everything's great. Some of the best client experience stories I have are when I took a negative situation and turned it into a positive client experience. I'm reminded of a time when I was working in the grocery industry. And I think I tell this story in the extra two minutes. The extra two minutes, I should have left a freaking copy at every single check-in stand at the Marriott Marquis because they all need to read it in my opinion. But in the extra two minutes, I talk about the time I was a store manager and a lady came in who had ordered a birthday cake for her child's birthday party. And we completely screwed the pooch. We dropped the ball. We didn't have the name spelled correctly on the cake. And I went back and she was hot. And I can imagine, I mean, I can only imagine what my own Jersey wife would have been like if this was Caroline's birthday party and she got there to put some stuff up and it wasn't right. And so this lady came up and she said, yeah, yeah, you've ruined the party. The party is not going to be able to go on. You know, all we wanted was a birthday cake. I came in and I ordered and, you know, here we are. Now it's not right. You guys are have screwed it up. And it's your fault that it's ruined and all of that stuff. And I said, ma'am, I said, you know, I, I completely understand. And she, every time I went to say something, she's talking over me. 
She's never given me an opportunity. And I finally got to the point where I looked at her and I said, stop. Stop for two seconds. Because you have not even given me the opportunity to make this right for you. You're telling me that I've ruined a birthday party that hasn't even happened yet. So I don't know how that's the case. But what I would ask respectfully is that you give me the opportunity to prove to you that we can fix this, that it's as important to us as it is to you, that we're going to leave you in a better place than you were when you originally came in, before you ever even knew that there was an issue with the cake. Just, there's no way you're going to be able to do that. I said, ma'am, what time is your party? And the party was about an hour later. And she said, but I can't stand here and wait. I have to go set up the, the pavilion and da-da-da-da-da-da. I said, ma'am, by all means, please go do everything you need to do. I'll take care of the cake. Tell me where the party is. And so by this time, I think it finally started to click that I really was on her team. I really did want to make sure that we came to a positive solution. And so she gave me the address and I went to work. I sent her on and she went and set up the party and had, you know, the stuff out. And I immediately at that point, immediately at that point, I went about doing my thing. I went to the floral department and I had a couple dozen balloons pumped up. I went down the toy aisle. I made little bags for the kids, you know, little gift bags for the kids who came to the party. I went over to the frozen food department and I got a couple of gal uh, half gallons of ice cream. And I went to the bakery and I picked up a cake that I had gotten them that was the next size up from what she ordered that was exactly what she wanted. See, we knew what we needed to do. This is before the internet, people. This is back when if I wouldn't have done what I needed to do, this lady would have been bad mouth in my store at her party, and I'd have lost other customers as a result, and I understood that. I can't even imagine what it would be like today with all the stuff online. And so I got everything. I put it into my car. I drove over to the birthday party. I got out, and I dropped everything off. I helped her tie the balloons to a place so they wouldn't fly away. Got the cake set up to serve. And I could hear people asking, hey, who, who, who's that? Who's that guy? Why, why is he here? What, you know, this is crazy. I've never seen cake be delivered like that. And at the end of it all, before I left, the lady came up. And she apologized for losing her mind on me in the store. She gave me a big hug. and She said, you, sir, have earned a client for life. And I will not only be your customer. But I will tell everybody I know what you did and how you did it. She said, this is the most amazing thing anybody has ever done for me just buying something from their store. And I thanked her and went on my way. The moral of this story is I could have lost a customer that would have cost me 10, possibly 20, possibly 30 other customers depending on how well-oiled her social machine was, whether it would be Little League or gymnastics or school productions or whatever, people talk. But instead, 
I knew it was up to me to change the message. She was going to talk to people one way or the other, but it was on me to change the message that she gave to those people when she talked to them. That's something I've always prided myself on. Somebody will just give me the opportunity to make it right. I will make it so right that you never in a million years would have expected the end result. And so that's what I challenge you to do today. When you look out at your service team, think about the people who handle your book of business. Have you set the standard? But more importantly, have you empowered them to do the things they need to do to make the situation right? And I get it. Insurance industry and the grocery industry are two different things. We're regulated. We have rules. But within that framework, what have you done to provide that outstanding client experience? In a world where we have choices, we can pick different brands and we can even pick different brands inside the same mothership. So my challenge to you as you go out into your week next week is don't be the Marriott Marquis in Chicago. Be the Ritz-Carlton in Naples, Florida. Everybody have a great week. We'll catch you next time. See ya. listening to power producers shop talk you can follow us at the power producers podcast on facebook and instagram and if you want to take your game to the next level check out our commercial insurance training course at killingcommercial.com or visit amazon to pick up a copy of our international best-selling book the extra two minutes